How's everyone doing? I hope you've been well. Have you ever wondered what Jesus was writing on the ground when it says that he stooped and wrote on the ground in the story about the adulterous woman? Well, today we're going to take a look at that. A young man had actually brought something that that caught my attention and he talked about, you know, what was Jesus writing on the ground? Now, we know that there's nothing in Scripture that actually tells us exactly what Jesus was writing on the ground. It just said that he stooped and wrote on the ground. So what we want to do today is there's a few things that caught my attention and we want to see what was the significance of him writing on the ground, because we know that he didn't do it for just no reason at all. So. Let's start by opening your Bible to John chapter eight. Okay, John chapter eight. And what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the first nine verses. We want to put it in this context and what was going on. And we want to draw some things out of it. So John chapter eight, starting at verse one. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives and early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people were coming to him. And he sat down and began to teach them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery and having set her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. What then do you say? And they were saying this, testing him in order that they might have grounds for accusing him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger rode on the ground. Now, we that's one of the keys we want to focus on with his finger. Verse seven. But when they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And when they heard it, they began to go out one by one, beginning with the older ones. And he was left alone with the woman where she was in the midst. Now. We see that Jesus was writing on the ground. He stood up. He said something. Then he sent. Then he stooped back down, wrote on the ground, and then they left. So one of the first things I want to do is I want to point to something in verse three when it says that the scribes and the Pharisees bought a woman caught in adultery. That word "caught" means to lay hold or to seize. So what it means is is that. It doesn't mean like somebody said, I saw you coming from somewhere. It means that they laid hands on her. They, she was in the act. They grabbed her, seized her, seized her and brought her to Jesus. They, they, they put hands on her. Now, in verse five, uh, I want to focus on something where it says now in the law, Moses commanded. So that's what I'm going to focus on law Moses. So they're going back to the law. So let's look and see what they're talking about when they said that now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Let's go back to Leviticus chapter 20. So go back to Leviticus 20. And we are going to look at verse 10. Leviticus 20 and 10. If there is a man who commits adultery with another man's wife, one who commits adultery with his friend's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress must be put to death. OK, so we, we're going to start there. OK, I want to draw something here. Then in verse seven, when Jesus straightened up and he said, let him be the first to throw a stone at her, let he who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. We want to look at Deuteronomy chapter 17. So if you still have your hand in Leviticus 20, turn to Deuteronomy 17. Deuteronomy 17. 
Now we're going to look at verse seven, but I'm going to read all seven verses to put it in this context because there's something I want to draw out of this. Leviticus, excuse me, Deuteronomy 17, starting at verse one. You shall not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or a sheep which has a blemish or any defect, for that is a detestable thing to the Lord your God. If there is found in your midst in any of your towns which the Lord your God is giving you, a man or a woman who does what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God by transgressing his covenant and has gone and served other gods and worshiped them, or the sun or the moon or any of the heavenly hosts which I have not commanded. And if it is told you that you have heard of it, then you shall inquire thoroughly. Behold, if it is true and the thing certain that uh, this detestable thing has been done in Israel, then you shall bring out that man or that woman who has done this evil deed to your gates. That is the man or the woman and you shall stone them to death on the evidence of two witnesses or three witnesses. He who is to die shall be put to death. He shall not be put to death on the evidence of one witness. The hand of the witnesses shall be the first against him to put him to death. And afterwards, the hand of all the people. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Now, we see where the witnesses come in at. Now, yes, there are more than one witness here. That's the reason why Jesus said, let he who among you is without sin be the first to cast a stone at her. But also want to point out something. If you back up to where, where, where is verse, uh, let's back up to verse five. Then you shall bring out that man or that woman who has done the evil deed. Now, I have always been curious about this. And this is a side note is that these uh, scribes and Pharisees, they brought out the woman who was, quote, caught in adultery. Remember, caught meaning seized or laid hold on her. But they never said anything about the man. It's interesting that they didn't lay hold of him and bring him to. They didn't go to Jesus and say, teacher, well, this man and this woman were caught in the very act of adultery. Now, Moses said this, this and this. What do you say? Notice that they only brought the woman there. Now, it could be to that what it says in the verse where it says that they were doing this as a means to trap him. But still, if they're, quote, going to follow the law, how come they are following the whole law? Now, how did Moses get this law? Now, remember, before we go back to Exodus, because that's where I'm going to have us go to next. Remember what we read in John 8, that Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground. So now I want you to turn to Exodus 31. So go back to Exodus 31. All right. And when you and when you get to Exodus 31, I want to look I want you to look at verse 18. Now, to give you a context on what's happening here, Moses is up on the mountain and he is getting the laws from the Lord. He has been up here for a minute and the Lord has been explaining to him all the things that he's supposed to uh, uh, tell Israel, how they're going to, how they're going to build the tabernacle, the signs of their Sabbaths, all of these things. But in verse 18, Exodus 31, and when he had finished speaking, he being the Lord with him, that's Moses upon Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written by the finger of God. Now, I make we're, we're tying this in because Jesus is on the ground writing with his finger when they immediately start talking about the law. When you go back to Exodus 31, 
we see that Moses had the stone tablets written by the finger of God. Now, could it be that Jesus is writing the law down on the ground verbatim the way that he gave it to Moses? Or could it be that Jesus is proclaiming himself to be the I am? Whatever it is, we're not sure, but whatever he was writing on the ground with his finger, it definitely caught their attention. Now, remember, this is before Moses broke the tablets. Now, let's look at this in the same context. Go over one chapter to Exodus 32. And I want to look at verses 15 and 16 in the same context. Then Moses turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand. Tablets which were written on both sides. They were written on one side and the other. And the tablets were God's work. And the writing was God's writing engraved on the tablets. It was God's writing engraved on the tablets. Now, we know who wrote this law on the tablets. Moses was up there getting the law, but those first two tablets... They were written by the finger of God. Same way Jesus used his finger, which I think that was on purpose to to show the Pharisees that he is that he is the law, that he's the one who gave the law. Now, Moses reminds the people later uh, that uh, that the finger of God wrote on these tablets. So turn to Deuteronomy 10. I'm excuse me. Excuse me. Turn to Deuteronomy 9. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Let's look at one more thing. Deuteronomy 9, and I want to look at verse 10. Now, remember, Deuteronomy is the repeat of the law. This is Moses later on rehearsing everything that the Lord has given Israel for all of these years. Deuteronomy 9, verse 10. And the Lord gave me the two tablets of stone written by the finger of God. There it is again. And on them were all the words which the Lord had spoken with you at the mountain from the midst of the fire on the day of the assembly. So what do we see here? Or, you know, what's the what's the point that I'm trying to make? The point that I'm trying to make is, is that I believe that in John chapter eight, this is another example of Jesus showing the people. In this case, the Pharisees and scribes, excuse me. That he is God, that he is God manifest in the flesh. He is second in the Trinity, one God, three different distinct people. And that he's showing them that it was him that was there, that he was there when these laws were given to Moses. And that the same laws that were written by God's finger, God is here now writing down in the sand. And I believe that's what he was trying to show them now. And maybe this is why they saw what he did. And they said one by one from the oldest to the youngest, they turned away because notice nobody stoned her. All right. That was just a little, little food for thought and something to think about. If you haven't already like comment, subscribe. All of my information is in the description page where you can listen to my through the Bible podcast. If you click the picture at the top of the Bereans Corner page right here on YouTube, you can click the link tree. It will also take you to where you can find the podcast and other things that we're doing. All right, people, that's all for now. God bless.